Welcome to the Shine On Podcast. I am your host, Becky Shetler. Amid depression, anxiety, challenging relationships, and parenting struggles, how do we discover the light of Christ within ourselves, and how do we let it shine in our lives? Each week, I invite a guest to tell their personal story and how they have experienced the light of Christ in their life. It is through telling our own stories that we shine on for others to see. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shine On podcast, where we talk about the light of Christ within each one of us. I am your host, Becky Shetler, and I am excited to have my friend Angie Brady here with me today. Welcome, Angie. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. I want to just start off by sharing where I met Angie. I went to Time Out for Women in November of 2022. That was my first time I'd ever done that. And it gave me the option to register to be an usher for Time Out for Women. And I just thought, oh, I'd rather be involved in it than just showing up and sitting there. So I was an usher. And that first day when we gathered in the room, I saw Angie and her friend Anna walk in and I was just attracted to them. They just had a glow and a light about them. And it turned out that we were assigned to be ushers in the same area. So I got to visit with Angie and Anna, and I just loved Angie for her sincere love and her acceptance of me the first day. I love her energy and her smile and her friendliness, and you'll get to know a little bit more about Angie in our discussion today. So I'm really excited to have you here, Angie. Well, thank you again. I'm excited and yeah, (laughs) Becky's been an amazing person that has stepped into my life and it's just, it happened at the right time. And I just, I'm so grateful that she's doing this podcast and getting out of her comfort zone and doing what she felt was right. So I think that's super awesome of her. Thanks, Angie. A fun fact is Angie just started a podcast called We Gather One by One, and she invited me to be a guest on her podcast. So I was excited to have her as a guest on mine. I am really excited that Angie is an instant friend and we had a deep connection right from the beginning. So Angie, Let's start off by you introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about you. Awesome. Well, I'm Angie Brady. I'm 32 years old. I live in Fruit Heights, Utah, and I have four little munchkins running around every day. I got a six-year-old, five-year-old, three-year-old, and a one-year-old. It's a crazy household at times. (laughs) My last name is Brady, so we're always joking that we're going to be the Brady Bunch. Got hopefully two more kids in the pipeline. (laughs) Not for a minute, though. I'm going to take a little break. But when I was younger, I i mean, I grew up playing sports my whole life. And I always, like, just a fun fact about myself is I always grew up thinking that I could, like, dunk the basketball. Like, I was going to be in the WNBA, and I was going like, to be the, the first girl that could dunk the basketball. And I had these dreams and all this stuff. But I would practice on, I would lower the hoop to, like, eight feet and do, like, alley-oops to myself. And I don't know. It was just, like, a fun thing that I did. And I would just practice dunking all the time and just picturing myself there. So that's kind of just like a fun fact, just love being active, doing outdoor things, and then <laughs> doing crazy things like dunking the basketball. And- okay. So Angie, <laughs> I want to ask you, okay. uh, have your kids been impressed by you dunking the ball? <laughs> well, I mean, on the eight foot rim there, they're pretty <laughs> impressed. The 10 foot, I'm not quite there. I will say in high school, I did touch the rim Ooh. at a 10 foot 
fast when I was like super fired up about that. <laughs> that is awesome. Because so, you know, your kids can be really impressed by their mom who right. <laughs> like the ball. So I like to joke around and do that stuff. But another thing is that I I just love people. And that's kind of just a fun thing that I don't know. I mean, a lot, there's a lot of people that just love people, but I just love getting to know people and hearing their stories and, and then seeing where that relationship can take us. So, yeah. That's what I've noticed about you. That's one of the first things that attracted me to you was just how friendly you are. Tell us about how you connect with people. You're very good at it. So what do you do to connect so one of my, I've, I've realized that people need connection. That's like the first knowing that, okay, people are out there. They're longing for connection, whether it's a grandma, whether it's a little child or whether it's a teenager, whatever, whoever they, people are longing for this. And so essentially what I do is with my podcast and stuff is it's, I interview people that I've met and they're people that I've met, like in the grocery store, at the park, at tire shops, just everywhere, anywhere I go, I'm, I'm very intentional about making an effort to have a conversation with whomever I see, if it's, I mean, if the kids are behaving or whatnot, I try, I try my best to be intentional about that and just getting to know them, making them feel comfortable and just hearing, listening to them. And that's kind of where my podcast really just started was just connecting with people and realizing that everybody's needed. Everybody's looking for connection and everybody wants to be seen and and heard. That is so great. Tell me one more time what your name of the podcast is and your inspiration behind it. Um, it is called We Gather One by One. And it actually started if if you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is it's essentially the gathering of Israel. So getting everybody from the whole world to just know who God is <laughs> and, and spreading the light of Christ. And with that, I think that's really been my main effort of just, okay, how did Christ minister? He ministered one by one. And so if that's how he teaches, then that's how I should do it too. Right. If I'm trying to become a disciple of him, he was amongst the crowds, but he still ministered to the one he, he, he healed the sick. He, and people watched him. And I feel like people were drawn to his light. And if people can be drawn to my light, then it's a ripple effect. And it's not just me meeting the one person, but it's, it's expounded and people see that. So I think that's kind of where the inspiration came from was it is really the most important work taking place on the earth today. I love that since this is the shine on podcast. And I love to ask people, what is the light that shines within them? I can tell right now that your light is the light of Christ. And as you are interacting with people, you are shining that light. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about what your light is that you shine? I'm trying to think. Um, I think I would say I I grew up a pretty optimistic person. I feel like I looked on the bright side of things majority of the time. I don't ever feel like I was a downer <laughs> and which is, a, which I maybe think is a strength of mine, but also could be like in a negative where I'm so optimistic, where I can draw people away, where if the people are going through a hardship and I'm so optimistic, we're like, just suck it up, just, just figure it out. So I've had to learn that balance of, yes, I have high energy, but I also can be empathetic uh, at the same time. So I think with shining my light is being able to balance those two with being positive 
and then lifting others, even when they are down. Can you tell me when did your light go out? Have you had in a time or an experience where the light wasn't as bright and as struggled? I love this question. It made me actually reflect so much on like my past and just not in a bad way, but just to reflect and see where I started to see it go dimmer and where I kind of lost like that optimism because I did at a time when I was actually back in 2016, April of 2016, I actually, my husband and I, we wanted to start a family. We had been married like a only like eight months, but we were like, we're ready to start a family. And eight months into that, we, I got pregnant actually. And I all of a sudden like had this, like so much pain. And I was like, oh my heavens, what's happening. And I was like on the bathroom floor, like crying. And I was like, Ian, like what is going on? And we ran to the emergency room and I like just barely could breathe. I was like, okay. And they like wheeled me and it's like 2 AM. And I remember going in there and nobody could tell. I just like couldn't breathe in there. Like what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pregnant. Cause I was so early and they wheel me back and they actually found out that I had ruptured my um, fallopian tube. And so I was like internally bleeding and just like so much pain. And um, I remember they had to call in like the emergency surgeon and come and take my fallopian tube out. So after that, I, I was like a little bit nervous. I was like, oh, we haven't even started a family. And I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to have kids or whatnot. But the doctor did did say like, no, you're going to be fine. So that like gave me so much comfort. Like a lot of people have kids with just one fallopian tube. And so I was like, okay, sweet. (laughs) So I just, I held on to that. And then about, so that was in April of 2016. Oh, sorry, April of 2015. And for that whole year, I wasn't able to get pregnant. And that's where I started to fall kind of like into this depression, so to speak, where I just started to lose hope. I was like, am I going to be able to get pregnant again? Is like, why is this not working? And we had just moved to like my parents' basement and just kind of like in this, not that my parents' house was dark. It was just like, you're living in a basement and, (laughs) and just kind of felt alone. And I remember for that, for that whole year, I remember I saw my doctor and all this stuff. And for the first time in my life, I was like, who am I? Like, I, I am not recognizing myself at all. I was starting to be super negative. I was like looking at the negative of things. And I was like, this isn't me. And I was so frustrated. Like something's wrong with me. Yeah. So I, for that, for that whole year. And it was, it was, it was tough. I remember going to the doctors and taking those little surveys of like, how do you feel and all this stuff. And they actually recommended uh, to take medication. And I was like, super like, nah, I was against that. It's like, I don't want to do that, but I ended up doing it. And I actually, for six months, I was able to um, take that medication under like I had an ego about it, but I was like, no, if it's going to help me get better and get back to myself, help our marriage, because it it suffers when you have a mental illness, it's everything suffers, like your marriage, your relationship, your, your job, everything. And I feel like the only thing that was holding, that was holding me up during that time is I used, I worked at a treatment center for girls with eating disorders. And every single time I went to work, they were like the constant reminder that like, they're fighting a battle just like me. And I was reminded every time when I went in there, like they're fighting too. I can fight. 
Like I will keep doing this. And that's kind of what held me up for that, for that year. So that was, yeah, that's kind of the story where I've really felt like I lost that, that light in my eyes. So going through that experience, how do you feel like that has helped you in relating to other people today? (laughs) So much. I feel like I can empathize way more with people where I'm, I don't look at a mental illness as like you're weak or you're bad or anything. And especially during that time when I was working at the treatment center for girls with eating disorders, they were going through depression and anxiety and all these things. And I saw their light and I saw that they're good girls and they're amazing, but they're struggling. Mm-hmm. And so it was able, I was able to actually see people rather than just, because I was like a go-getter. I was like, no, just read more books or like, right. <laughs> or right. do whatever. And I feel like I still have some of that because I feel like there is at times where you just need to do that. Right. Um, but I'm also way more empathetic with people that are struggling and I don't, but I'm, I'm more of a listening ear rather than a, like, tell you what to do thing. Right. Um, having those experiences and being on that side of it yep. changes your whole perspective for sure. And you can relate to people when they bring up their variety of struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a way to relate. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is where did you find the light again? So I, I don't think it was like a shock wave, like, Oh, now it's all better. <laughs> uh, it was a very gradual thing, but I remember April, I I'm a super date person. I love dates. So I remember in May of 2016, so a year later, literally a one year later from my surgery, um, my husband came to me and said, Hey, I want to go do summer cells out in Texas. And so I was like, okay, I was super, I was scared because I was, I was in this job that I felt like was really helping me. Like I can, and I was going to go step into the unknown in this summer sales thing just with my husband. And there's like, I'm not going to know nobody. It's like, am I going to be okay? Like, can I do this? And I mentally had to tell myself, like, I'm not going to be sitting in the apartment. I have to go out and work or I will fall deeper and deeper into what I was what I was going through. And so I think that first step of like me accepting going out with my husband, even though I was scared to quit my job, I was scared to do these things. Went out there, Ian and I, I will say our relationship started to get so much better. Like it was just us two. We had to rely on each other a lot more instead of me relying on outside sources, but it was like, okay, you're my husband. Let's like, you got to help me figure this stuff out because (laughs) it's not very fun. So started working. I remember the first two weeks of work, I was like in this funk the whole time and door to door. I was in this blazing hot in Texas, knocking doors. And there after two weeks, I was just, yeah, I was like, I wanted to go home. I "I don't want to be here, Ian. I don't want to do this. But my manager that was over us, he said, Hey, I'm going to pick you up. We're going to go get ice cream. Um, let's, let's just chat for a minute. And I feel like that was a huge, where my light turned back on. It was a huge turning point where someone else saw light in me and it said like, Hey, and you totally got this and like so sincere. And I, I'm, it was so cool. I remember specifically, he dropped me back off at the, <laughs> at the neighborhood in the neighborhood, the random neighborhood when there's like six hours left. And there was there was something drastically different in my, like my countenance, in my 
my ability to be happy again. I mean, it, it was, I mean, at that, at that one moment, I was like, I was hopeful. It's like, I can do this. I can do this. So I feel like with him stepping in and then me finishing out the summer and then just kind of like to top it off is I actually got pregnant the, um, the last month I was there. And it was like, everything kind of just lined up. Like our marriage got better. I got more positive about my work. And then I got pregnant, what we were longing for, for that whole year. And so it was really, it was really special. That is really cool to look back and see how step-by-step, I think it's really special how you said it was someone else that saw the light in you. Mm -hmm. Someone else that had a different perspective could see you for your amazing self, what you can do when you couldn't see it, somebody else could. Yeah. And how meaningful for him to take time. It really was that that turning point was him taking a little bit of time to listen to what was going on your struggles and then confirming the skills and the talents that he knew inside you. Yeah. I think that's so amazing. Yeah. That works. I I mean, and I think that with, I think we need to remember that those people are put into our path to help us remind us, like you're saying to shine on to like, Hey, let me remind you that you have a gift Mm -hmm. and you're not this person that you, because I, for that whole year was in this negative mindset. And it was like, I didn't know this guy very well, but in the two weeks that he knew me, he was so accurate in the things that I wanted and this, the way that he saw me. And I was like, wow, someone did see me. And he did see that, that light. Well, thanks for sharing that. That, that is so great to hear how that all works together and how God puts people in our path right when we need them. Yep. Hey, my next question is how do you maintain the light of Christ today? I, I mean, I kind of, we kind of briefly talked about it earlier today, how, I do. I do love talking to people. I make an intentional effort to, 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 to talk to people daily or weekly or whenever I can. But I think that one of the most important things that I've been doing is having a daily habit of learning how Christ ministers. And that's every morning is doing my scripture study and being present with my heavenly father and being like, okay, what do you need me to learn today? And, um, making sure that I'm not just outward, outward, outward serving, but like, I need to do, I need to do actually some reflective work and internal work where I'm like, okay, in order to be like Christ, I need to make sure that I am like learning about him and putting in that daily effort of study. So I think to maintain that light, I have to have that daily effort of that. And then because I have, because I'm filled, I am able to go out and share that light with others. I totally agree with that, that just taking time to connect with your heavenly father to first fill his love. And then that gives us everything we need to be able to reach out and serve and love others. Exactly. I think that's what Christ ministry truly is. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing this. And I know that you've shared things that will strengthen and enlighten and brighten the path for others who are listening. I am confident that you have brightened the path for others today by something that you have said. You are a bright light for me in my life. And I am so thankful that you join me on this podcast today. Um, 
Thank you. Angie. Thank you so much for having me. It was been, it was a pleasure. It really was. I was super excited that you were able to text me and I'm just proud of you for just doing it. I, I know we talked about it a couple months ago and it just, you're actually putting forth the effort and putting it in and doing all the work. And I know that you had that passion. I know you had that feeling that you wanted to do it. So thanks for sharing your light and following through. Yes. Okay. I just want to end with the last question is what does it mean to you to shine on or to move forward with the light of Christ? Mm. the first thing that came to my mind was always just have a smile. Mm. I think when we're out and about, I don't think um, we realize how much that can mean to people. Just having a brighter countenance instead of just looking down at your phone, looking at people in the eyes and just smiling at them is something that I wish more people would do. And the quote by, I think it's by Gandhi is be the change you want to see in the world. And if we can do that, if we can have a smile, look at people in the eyes, say hi, that's how you shine on because people feel, feel your spirit. People know that you, that you're seen. And that's what I want more, most people, more people to see is that they're seen and not stuck in this, like this kind of this wicked world, but they're seen. So, yeah, that's great. Angie, thank you so much. And yeah. (laughs) That's it. Awesome. Okay. We're done. Thank you. Um, yes. Thanks for joining us today on the Shine On podcast. And we look forward to more podcasts next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Shine On podcast. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. If you felt this episode provided you with added light and value, please share it and continue to spread light to others. And don't forget to tag me and today's guest. Your support truly means the world to me. I would be grateful if you would subscribe to this podcast so you will get notified when the next episodes are released. Have a great day and keep shining your light.